this was really weird to me, and I thought it was funny. Tom Hanks has a producer credit on this movie. Yeah, he does, and so does his wife. Do you know where they both just got citizenship to? What? They For both real? just became citizens of Greece. Hello and welcome to The Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass. As always, I'm here with my ride or die, Mr. Nick Barrett. And today we are doing a dive into three movies that no one really, I don't want to say really cares about, but it was kind of a niche audience and we thought it'd be really funny to talk about it. We also haven't talked about like a chick flicky movie, maybe ever. And so we're excited to talk about the My Big Fat Greek Wedding franchise. It's a franchise because there's three. And we're even going to talk about the failed sitcom attempt after the first movie. But that you didn't know about. Before we get into that, I'm going to ask Mr. Nick Barrett, how was your week, good sir? I just realized I accidentally left the EQ on on GarageBand. So I turned it off. So, well, thankfully I noticed that now. Cool. Um, anyway, how have I been? Well, on a scale of ride or die, I've been pretty close to die. Um, <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> I don't know how many more. I, it is what it is. I have. I don't know how many more man. rides I can take. <laughs> how many more rides before I die? <laughs> it's ride uh, or die, and you know, yeah, maybe it's both. die next time. Who's to say? <laughs> anyway, this has been a pretty long week. Like it's been it's been one of those weeks where it feels like a week. Yeah. And it was just rough. It it was a little better because there was a Nintendo Direct, which we're going to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh here in a minute. There was also a new episode of Ahsoka, which I've been watching, which we are going to do an episode on. Mm-hmm. And like all I'm going to say is the first four episodes, my attitude was wow. I I owe Dave Filoni an apology. Like, mm. man, You've really superseded my expectations and really turned things around. And then we got to episode five. And I said, you know, maybe maybe I apologize too quickly. <laughs> like, maybe maybe I should have not apologized until I saw everything. Um so for those who have seen episode five, don't like don't come at me. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm you, everyone knows I'm a huge, like a staunch Clone Wars defender, staunch Clone Wars lover, like enthusiast, if you will, fanatic, if you may. Uh, some would call me a super Star Wars fan. Um, so this ep- like that episode just, and then re- like the responses on Twitter. Okay, I wasn't gonna go off, but maybe I can just, just watch the off. audience retention. TBH, okay, just go off, guys. Mild, like, brief spoilers for Ahsoka Episode 5. Like, just skip ahead, like, a minute and a half. Um, So, there was stuff with Anakin Skywalker, right? And they were like, oh. What? I knew that. Yeah, I know. Not a huge spoiler, because Disney put it on the freaking poster and then posted it the night of. I haven't started it yet. Thanks for giving us time to watch the episode. Guys, I haven't started it yet. (laughs) 
please. Yeah, exactly. Anywho. Like, so, it's a lot of stuff with Anakin and a lot of the things that goes down. Um, now, I had pretty much the entire episode spoiled in the 24 hours from when it released to when I watched it Wednesday night, which is not a big window. That's actually pretty normal for mm-hmm. most people. So thanks, Internet, for just openly spoiling everything. Now you might say, shouldn't you just mute all of the words on Twitter or not go on the internet? Not go on the internet is not an acceptable (laughs) answer. Because I shouldn't have to not enjoy Twitter because you guys can't simply mark your things as spoilers. With the little little thing on the picture, okay? That's all it takes. You just got to go here, press one extra button, and it blurs the image. It's not that hard. Anyway, (laughs) I've seen a lot of really bad takes on Twitter this week. Because of what happened in the episode, everyone's like, oh my gosh, guys, we need, you know what we need from Star Wars next? We need a live action Clone Wars series. You know what we need? We need, guys, guys, hear me out on this one. Could you imagine, and I'm about to channel the energy of an actual tweet that I read. An actual tweet, okay? Oh my gosh, guys, Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka, and Captain Rex were all in this episode of Ahsoka. You know what would be really cool? A show with those three characters. It's almost like... It's all from what already exists! It's called The Clone Wars! I am so sick and tired of you live-action purists who are like, the animated shows don't count because they're animated kids show. Shut up! Literally shut up! up okay i'm sick and tired of this just because the show is animated did them not everything needs to be like anyway right it's a real issue you guys are all stupid and dumb and i think you should leave the star wars community now before you make yourself look even more dumb and stupid okay no need to to gatekeep (laughs) i'm it's not gatekeeping it's called don't be stupid like just don't post stupid things on the internet I feel like, do you feel like we've gotten to a point in society where we're too comfortable with people saying stupid crap? Yes. I think we need to bring yeah. back bullying, but in a healthy yeah. way. Yeah, in a healthy like, way. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to say whatever you want. Absolutely. Right. Like, yeah, free speech exists. That th- Right. It's like Qui-Gon said in episode one, just because you have the ability to talk does not make you intelligent. Like, yeah, that's really You shouldn't based. say everything that you say. Like, I don't know. Wow. Anyway. Sounds like you had a good week. <laughs> I did. Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> that episode made me very mad, and it also turned me off because, as a Clone Wars fan, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. And I know I just like was screaming about it, but on a more mm. like calm on more, level, on a more less theatrical the, level, the root of the issue and what actually makes me annoyed is this idea that in order to legitimize or make something valid it has to be in live action otherwise it doesn't count because there's a lot of people who are like well ahsoka is just rebels season five and it's like okay so then just make the show animated Mm -hmm. like why does this show need to be in live action and i think the audience reception like the the from the negative side or the more skeptical people like me would have been completely resolved if you made it animated brought back all the original people and did it that way nobody would have had an issue with that and just yeah. build it as the Ahsoka show, but it's animated. And it's like, well, not everyone's into animation. Okay. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I'm more into animation than most people. But that doesn't mean you have to take the animated things and then turn them into live action. Like, it doesn't. I also, like, just to bring up the point of do you think Ahsoka's main fan base is animation fans? 
Yes, because, because they're fans of they're Ahsoka, all fans the character. Of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Who originated in an animated series. Right. So and it's I like underst- what I understand because they want to build the hype of it's the live action Ahsoka show, but they're just kind of damaging their own brand because they don't realize that we don't we don't want the live action shows. That's like, the thing. Is like And I haven't seen it enough to I haven't seen it enough to be like, Oh, this is what I think. We're gonna do an episode later on. And I'll probably have a pretty unique opinion just because I'm very disconnected from the Ahsoka stuff, but we we still want to do an episode, with, so that'll be interesting. But I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I just Good. I just don't like. I just don't like the. I don't like the furthering of the idea that animation equals fake. That's because animation Which is is a point. We will also come back to. We'll also come back a to later. later. Anyway, that aside, that the aside. one, the, the good thing I did this week that wasn't getting angry at the internet. Yes, was I went out last weekend, and like I have my routine. I get up and go to the mm-hmm. gym Saturday morning, usually before we record. Um, did not today because somebody's going out with his girlfriend during our normal boing, recording boing, time. Boing, boing. So what a sim. You know anyway. what's up. <laughs> so last weekend I went to the gym and I came back and it was only like 930 because I got up early mm-hmm. and I looked at my car and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I need to finally like this is a good story. clean the inside <laughs> of my car. So let me go get the vacuum. So I get story. the vacuum, bring it outside. And then I was like, oh, I need like the spray to clean the inside, like to also wipe it down. So I go get the bucket, which also has all the other car cleaning stuff in it. Uh, and I was like taking it all out of the bucket, and I was like, you know, it's only it's only nine thirty. Right. Sure, I'll clean I'll clean the inside of my car and the outside of my car. So I like filled up the bucket and hand washed my car, and the whole time I hand washing my car, I look over at my bike that's covered in dust and cobwebs, and I was like, yeah, I should I should fix up my bike. It's about time. So I pull out my bike, <laughs> I spray it off. Keep washing my car, spray the bike off again. Keep washing my car, spray the bike off again. Dry the car off, clean the inside, dry the bike off, throw it in my trunk. And then I go up to, we have a gas station at the front of our neighborhood. I go up there and the air pump is broken. So I can't use that one. I was like, okay. So I go to the gas station up the street and it's working. So I swipe my card, pay the $2 for five minutes and I can't get it to work. And I lost both of the little screwy covers for the air pumps nice. on my bike. Um, so that's cool. So then I decided, you know what? Let me just go to Dick's. Because, so, correction, let me go to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> I wanted to clarify. Um, Thank you for clarifying. So I get to Dick's Sporting Goods, and I walk in, and I ask the guy, I was like, hey, how quickly could I have my bike tires filled up because I didn't know if it was like an appointment type thing reaches under the counter and pulls up a like a hand air pump and says <laughs> about as fast as you can pump up the tires and I was like okay cool so I go to my car get the bike out bring it in pump the tires up whole nine yards and I was like okay well I'm gonna start riding my bike to the gym so I need a water thing like for my to hold my water bottle mm-hmm. and something to hold my phone and like the garage door opener and stuff that I take to the mm-hmm. gym so I ordered all that on Amazon Got down Monday afternoon and put everything on 
And also on Monday, I spent most of the day at work building a vanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, my hands were dirty, uh, which this might sound super out of touch <laughs> with, like, the actual working class who okay. builds stuff. But Monday, like, after doing all that, I just went home and did, like, the stuff on the bike. And I went mm-hmm. inside and I saw that my hands were dirty. And I was like, this is it. This is the American dream. This is the this, like. <laughs> This is it. So I described like that sequence of events as the American dad experience. And all I was missing was a wife, a kid, and a Honda Odyssey. And it would have been complete. Listen. Uh, Listen. You, I can see the headline now. Gamer discovers hard work. (laughs) Big fan. (laughs) Gamer, anime fan discovers hard work. It's called living. <laughs> it really, did feel super out of touch, but it was like, man, but, look but at me. Like, I felt, felt accomplished. Good. You felt good. At the end, I was like, my car is clean. My bike is fixed. Mm-hmm. I did it all by myself without having to ask anybody for help. Look at me go. Right. That's pretty right. epic. You're an adult. And you do you ever have those, like, just those moments where you're like, well, time to get my life together. And then, like, three the next three hours, are you just, like, doing everything that you've been putting off for, like, weeks or months? That's and what so... I'm going to do this weekend while I'm editing this episode because mm-hmm. it takes forever to export. So I've, <laughs> I literally have a list on my phone of, like, wash my sheets, mm-hmm. wash my shower curtain, mm-hmm. clean the bathroom. Right. Like, all this like, stuff that I'm like, stuff. like it's what never, am I going to do? It's never anything normal. It's always yeah. like scrub the shower curtain or like activate credit card. Like it's never anything super schedule doctor's no, appointment. Right. Exactly. Oh wait, like, you can't do that on the weekend, they're closed. <laughs> no. Um, I kid you not, it took me just because I'm a procrastinator, two months to schedule a haircut appointment last time. Just because See, I was like, here's I'll do it. And then two months later, my hair was still very long. And I was like, well, I guess I should actually do it now. <laughs> my mom told me to make a doctor's appointment at this doctor. Like, she referred me one mm-hmm. and was like, but you're 21, so you need to make your own doctor's <laughs> appointment. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's you're fair. right. Mm-hmm. Um, she handed me that three months ago, and I still haven't done it. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to be that guy who calls them at, like, 4.30 when I get off work because they're about to right. get off work. And I can't like I can't call them on the weekend and I can't just make the appointment online and I don't want to call right. them while I'm at work. So it's like eventually I'll just bite the bullet and do it. Right. Because obviously scheduling the first appointment is the hardest. Oh, of course. Because after that, like once you're there, they just start scheduling you out mm-hmm. six months and every they know time you. you're there. Or it would be, be so like, nice if I could walk free? in and just do everything. Are you free April sixteenth, twenty twenty seven? And I'm like, put it on I don't there. Know, I'm sure. I'd, I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would like I don't like talking on the phone. And that's Mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a Gen Z thing. Cause I know a lot yeah. of people who don't like talking on the phone. I don't like talking I would on the rather phone. walk and talk to you in person than talk on the phone. Now Unless it's the a hierarchy, scheduled call. Like if the we... hierarchy is like text top tier. I'd rather like mm-hmm. not f- verbally speak to you at all. But <laughs> In a world of calling you on the phone or just talking to you in person, I'm going to take talking to you in person. Because oh, for some godforsaken reason, in 2023, the year of our Lord, I make a phone call and it sounds like absolute garbage, mm-hmm. absolute dog water. But then I press the FaceTime button and using the same data 
and the same microphone on the same phone, it is crystal clear. Yeah. What's the difference? And for why? It's just <laughs> FaceTime to phone. I really love that the sole purpose of a phone is to talk on the phone, and that is like the most inefficient feature on It's the dumbest, every worst phone. feature. Um, wow. I don't, I don't have a whole lot from this week. Um, Thanks for just taking it, because I would have kept going for no, hours. No, I, I know. And so... Not a whole lot this week, just a lot of work. Um, lots of lots of school um, classes are good. Not a whole lot. Watching movies. Um, I rewatched Whoa, really? The Menu this week, which is... I actually liked a lot better the second time, once I knew I was more getting into. I watched it a lot earlier this year, but I really liked it better the second time. Um, other than that, I've had some really solid poops, but other than that, like, let's... We're not genre we, geeks. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, here's the Get thing. Get that out of here. There is a culture. There's a culture. What? And you No, hear me out. What do you Now, you can you can disagree with me if you want. I have people in my life that I know will care if I tell them about my poop. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right? <laughs> right? Because I don't do, you don't just tell anyone that's tell. No, I no, you don't I just tell it. anyone. But, the, but I also it's have the podcast a, where that culture resides. Apparently not. I'm sorry. No. Here I was <laughs> thinking this was a safe space. That's my bad. No. <laughs> We've been doing this for a hundred episodes, but that we're not there yet. That's like episode two hundred. How many episodes before I can start talking about poop? <laughs> like, um, a thousand. I mean, I've just eaten a lot of corn this last week, and so it's like. <laughs> I've had some. So there was a Nintendo Direct. I can um, only describe it as Rice Krispie Treat. That is no. the texture that I'm. So there was a Nintendo Direct. Nintendo announced so things and let's stuff. Let's go into some news. Uh, um, the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> wait, do you want to do the movie watching competition uh, before yeah, we the should. Direct? We haven't. We haven't been keeping. How up many movies movie are you watching at? competition? Just, just hit it. Just hit me with it. Real quick and simple. You first. You first. How I many, don't want to go first again. Me first. How many movies I went have you first seen this last year? time? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Hold All right, on. go I first again. Find my duplicate like, watches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this year, so still, only this three year, duplicate watches. This year, we're racing to a hundred movies. If you don't know already, and we're really close to the end. So what? How many movies are I'm you at? At eighty-seven. Really? Literally, the only movies I watched was My Big Fat Greek Wedding one through three. That was it. I I keep also telling myself at I'm gonna watch. I'm the also Mermaid, at 87. It's on Disney Plus. Wait, you're also at 87? I'm also at 87. Weird. Bro. Bruh. Only 13 more <laughs> to go. This is crazy. I'm so I don't know what I want my 100th movie to be. I'm I'm losing interest at this point and I'm just going to watch something and it's just going right. to happen. I'm just going to And go, I'm just going to be oops. like, "Well, well, <laughs> it is what it is. The Little Mermaid can be my 100th movie." No. I keep oh. telling myself I'm going to watch it cuz it's on Disney Plus. Um and I still haven't done it because I'd much rather play Tears of the Kingdom. That's based. Because I'm getting back into that and like doing shrines and stuff because I bought a guide. Mm -hmm. Like a physical. Dude, physical book. game guides hit different. I Because here's the thing. I'm like, if I'm going to air quote cheat and use uh -huh. a guide, I'm going to work for it. Right. Like you I don't want to just Google on IGN. through the textbook. How do I solve like, this shrine? Yeah. Like, right. no, I'm going to look for it. I got to find it, like chart out on the map. Yep. Mark stuff. Got to work for it. I um, used to go when I was really little. I would go to with my parents to small group, 
and they would they would do that but i would just go and play with the other kids and we would go to these people's house and they had a guide to super mario galaxy 2 and it was the big book that i didn't have and so anytime we were there i spent my whole time going through that book and was committing the green star locations to memory so that i could go home and go and collect all the stars (laughs) i respect that Yep, that's what's up. So, so Nintendo Direct Nintendo, this week. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct on Thursday. I'm going to breeze through this. It was a really bad... Okay. Not uh, bad. It just wasn't great. I didn't watch great it. Because... And I, I recognized this about halfway through. It's very much a... We're wrapping up Switch, getting ready to move on to the next thing, which is supposedly the Switch 2, which has had a bunch of stuff leaked, and like mm-hmm. people have actually played it and developers have actually seen it and are making games for it, and it's supposed to be going into production in November, I think. Um, So this definitely felt like, hey, we got a couple more games for you, but we're very clearly holding all the good stuff Mm -hmm. for the next thing next year. So that's cool. What Um, was announced? Because I actually don't know, because I was busy when when it was live. We're going to go through everything here. Or at mm-hmm. least the stuff I think is worthwhile. There was Splatoon 3 DLC, which you don't have. There's a new Mario vs. Donkey Kong Dang. game. Mario um, vs. Donkey Kong. Okay, I can get behind that. Everybody's mad that it's $50 and it's just like, there's, it's just a remake of an old game. Why are they charging $50? If you don't like it, don't buy it. <laughs> it's that yeah. simple. I like, also like... We're just at a point, and I hate to say it, and I don't want to be that guy. That's just kind of the price of games. Like, that... Sorry. Like, it it just kind of is what it is. I'm sorry. Do you think they were going to give it to you for free? Like, I don't know. We're out of of the era of $20 games. You think your whining on Twitter is going to make Nintendo be like, ah, no, you made a really good point. Let's drop the price down to $20. It's It's like the people on TikTok who are like, Vladimir Putin, you're such a bad guy. It's like, what What do you think that's going to do? You think he's going to see your TikTok and be like, ah, great uh, point. So right. I will stop Hold doing what I'm doing. <laughs> what? Anyway, so there's a new Mario versus Donkey Kong. I'm not going to lie. The Prince of Persia game looks pretty cool. It's a side scroller. Okay. Um, They're making a Spy Family game. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> legitimately, like, surprised me. It's like, It actually looks like a kind of cute... Um, hmm like slice of life game okay and i can get behind that it looks like it'd be pretty fun um super mario rpg which is cool i'm gonna buy that at some point um so there's also princess peach showtime which is a princess peach game that actually looks pretty solid because the premise is she gets invited to watch this show and then the bad guy shows up and then starts taking stuff over but because she has um, the kid from The Simpsons, the girl one, um, Lisa? as a sidekick. Yeah. Um, look, look up a picture of Princess Peach Showtime and look at the star and tell me that's not Lisa Simpson. Hold anyway. On, hold on. Well, you look that up. So, and then because it's like based around these different like theater shows, she has a different power every show. So like one show she's a sword fighter, one sword, one show she's a kung fu master, one she's a chef, one she's a detective. Like it's That's really, cool really cool that it keeps switching 
for each show. So it looks really good. Not Yo, my kind of not game. Not Lisa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm so saying. Sad, bro. So it looks Dang. really solid. Not a game for me. Uh, just not the kind of game right. I'd enjoy. But it does look good. Um, it looks good. Saga Did Emerald you, is cringe. This is this is related. Did you see that the developer, one of the developers of um, Mario Wonder? said that they put Daisy in the game as a playable character because his daughters would always fight over who got to play Peach. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that, but that that checks out. We that do need more out. than one female one playable girl. character. They're like, all right, well, here's all the characters and, you know, the girl one. So and you before guys you say Toadette. Nobody wants to play. No Toadette. one freaking wants Toadette. The only get people play the only the only people who played Toadette played it so that they could get the crown to become Peachette. Oh, That's of course. It. Nobody played yeah. it for Toadette. Calm down. Anyway. Uh, Tomb Raider, Detective Pikachu, blah, blah, blah. This is where it started to lag. Until we got to Luigi's "Mm, Mansion 2 HD. That's exciting. I'm not here for the Dark Moon Erasure because that... I don't know why we can't just call it Luigi's Mansion 2 colon Dark Moon. But okay. One of my like top 10 3DS games Mm -hmm. getting brought back on the Switch. Obviously very excited about that. W. Looks great. Coming out summer 2024, which I don't know. I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring because I've been right on predictions so many mm-hmm. times before. I think Switch 2 is coming out early next year. And by early, I mean March slash April. And that's all I'm going to say about that. When were you ever right about any of this? <laughs> that was the joke. Oh. Because <laughs> I've never been right. So therefore, why would I be right now? Oh, okay. I'm really feeling it with like, this one, though. Guys, this one is different. <laughs> I could go on a whole podcast on why I think Switch 2 I, is coming March 2024, but that's I, not this episode. I think, I think this is kind of like the end times where, like, if you put a date in your head, it's just going to be a different date just because <laughs> you said it Switch, was that date. <laughs> Switch 2 is actually what the Book of Revelation was talking about. Like, if you no think one will that know it's the day or the March, time. Right. If you think that it's coming out in March, then it will not come out in March because you think it will come out in March. But here's the thing, though. According to God's perfect timing, even if I say it's happening in March 2024 and that's the correct thing, I don't know for sure. Right. I can guess, but I'll never know for sure. I just think it's going to come out a lot later than you think. I don't know. Based on this lineup of games, man. Dude, it's stranger it's things have happened. Stranger things have happened. No. It might be 2025 saying, before we no, have. No, it's a, okay. I'm I'm telling you, it's not 2025. I don't know. I feel like no, it could okay. be. I, I, listen, I have heard holi- personally holiday 24. I've heard from YouTubers who've heard from journalists who've heard oh from thank people God we're saved who used <laughs> who used the thing who said 2024. When in 2024, I don't know. But it's the... Anyway. Well, I read on 4chan that it is... <laughs> My uncle was, works at Nintendo. This was the weird part of Ooh. the Direct where they took time to say, hey, we're building a Nintendo museum. What? They were like, yeah, they're where? building a Nintendo museum in Japan. Let's and go. They took time out of the Direct to be like, so, hope you like those games. Now, let's show you this. Which the whole time, I instantly thought, I was like, Switch 2? No way. No way. Ain't no way. They don't I really love how Nintendo is really like, 
everyone's like, oh my gosh, another console? And they're like, a museum. And we're museum. like, why? <laughs> oh, and it was, yeah. the video was so weird because it was like a slow zoom out of a rooftop that had the like question mark block on it. That's weird. And then they were like, by the way, museum. And then after that, I'm not this mad. Is, this was my favorite part of the direct. Um, was they announced release dates for the Zelda and Ganondorf amiibo and the Noah and Mio amiibo from Xenoblade Three, and they announced that Sora is getting an amiibo as the last, like that's the last Smash amiibo, mm -hmm. and then they all have them until that's the next wild. game when they have to make more. Now, fun little side story is. Mm -hmm. Zelda and Ganondorf went up for pre-order yesterday, and Noah and Mio went up for pre-order yesterday. So I was sitting at work when all of this happened, because mm -hmm. God forbid Nintendo schedule a direct for any time I'm not at work. Right. Time and zones are rough. <laughs> so the pre-orders go up. I get Noah and Mio. That's great. I get Ganondorf. That's cool. I pre-order Zelda. Doesn't go through the first time. And I got really worried oh. that they were going to sell out and I wasn't going to get one. So I w did it again. But this time, they said, hey, we see there's some interesting activity on your uh, bank account. Are you okay? Like, we need you to verify through, a, like, sending you a verification code to your phone. And I verified it. And I was like, oh. So, so um, four Amiibo is the cap on how much <laughs> I can buy before you start sussing me out. Cool. So, so you essentially cool. hit you hit your credit limit. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, your amiibo purchases. <laughs> I did I did get all of them. Zelda went through twice, so I had to cancel one of them. Um uh -oh. but that was very cool. After that they announced F099, which is gonna replace Pac-Man ninety nine, which is so sad because that's one of Jackson's favorite games. That's stupid. That's I think stupid. you'd like F099. I watched some games. What, cool. what is F zero? Um, it's it's a racing game. Is it racing? It's like a good Mario, Mario Kart. Kart track. It's a good Mario Kart track. It's like Mario Kart but more intense. And this one has Pac Man ninety nine is fun. I just wish more people played so that they could justify keeping the servers open. Anyway, anyway, so they did that, and then other, they announced a bunch oh. of weird. Oh, oh, I forgot. Trombone champ. Trombone champ for the Switch. For the Switch, it's going down. Very. I weird. can't wait. Um, they also announced. The last Mario Kart 8 wave. Okay. Which they showed Daisy Circuit yes. from the Wii. Yes. And Iconic. they're bringing in Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Pauline, and Peachette. Let's go. The Dude. last one is weird, but the first three are pretty cool. Dude, Funky Kong was my main on Mario Kart Wii. For real. I got I so excited wait. when they brought that Funky Kong. I cannot Kong. wait. That's I picked so up my exciting. phone. They didn't even finish the trailer. I picked up my phone and I text Colin in all caps. They're adding Funky Kong to Mario Kart. That's Repeat, good. they're adding Funky Kong to Mario Kart. Ugh. And then Among Us got to be the second to last thing announced where they announced a new map. But it was the second to they last thing slot? in the direct. How did they get primetime slot or like that? It's because they're closing the Switch out. They got nothing else to show because the last <laughs> thing in this direct was a remake of an old game. What was that it? That just said 2024. It was Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Mm. And everyone was like, oh, 
So you didn't announce okay. a single new game for Switch this That's entire rough, direct. That's rough, buddy. That wasn't already announced. Um, what about Tomodachi Life? Like, where? That's what I'm saying, bro. Where's I'm Tomodachi saying. Life? They're saving it for Switch too. Yeah, because it's That's too. What it is. It's too much too power powerful for the too powerful for the original Switch. And other we only Nintendo get one news. good. We only get one good me game per per Nintendo per, console per, per console. We course. got Metopia. That's it. That's all you get. Uh, in other Nintendo news, there's been some rumors flying around. I'm, gonna, of I'm, I'm just gonna a die. live action Zelda movie <sighs> produced by Universal. And I just think you're doing a disservice to the art style of any Zelda game ever by making this a live action movie. And I don't like that because if you make a live action movie and even if it's good, like it could be good. I don't know. But I just like, why not just do animated? What is wrong with animated movies? And it's so hard because, you know, everyone's on strike and you just don't know what that looks like. So maybe strike will reside and everything will like kind of shift around, hopefully, and we'll say, oh, actually, maybe we should do animated because I don't even know where these rumors are coming from because no one's working right now. So I don't know. I just strongly dislike the idea of live-action Zelda because it's just going to look like an old Smosh video, you know? So, thank you for setting the stage so eloquently. Of course. Eloquently. I have a snap, so I'm going to let you pop off. Come in and scream. Um, This is a terrible idea. And I know I'm probably going to sound like the people who are like, why should we make a Mario movie with Chris Pratt? And then it turned out being good. I'm not saying this is going to turn out and be bad. Now, for the people who want a source just to cover our bases, it comes from My Time to Shine, hello, on Twitter, who, according to all of the news articles who've posted about it, say he has a really reputable track record. I don't know personally. It's one of those things where, like, IGN and stuff says that he has a really good track record, but no one's, like, independently verified whether or not that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. My, my thing is... You have to go back to the art style of the original game, right? Like, right. Mario animated. The Witcher, that's a more realistic art style mm-hmm. in the game. So making a live-action Netflix series, that checks out. It Castlevania works. has an animated series on Netflix. That checks out. Live-action Zelda would just end up feeling like another Lord of the Rings, but mm-hmm. slightly but different. Worse. Now, to be fair, we don't have a lot of great medieval movies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for the medieval movie I'm writing, I was trying to find good comparisons, and there really aren't any. So I get it. But also, The only one I can think of is, like, A Princess Bride or maybe A Knight's Tale. I've never seen the second one. I don't know. I, honestly, A Knight's Tale is super overrated, but that's another conversation. Here's the thing... I, and one of the things listed in this article was like Universal may be going with uh, live action because Zelda is much more serious than uh, Mario, so therefore it needs to be live action. And I really, and this kind of goes back to like the whole Ahsoka thing earlier. 
is I don't like the connotation that in order for something to be serious or valid, it has to be in live action, which is a stigma that Hollywood has had for decades upon decades. Despite the fact that like anime outgrosses pretty much all of it. And not that it's about money, but also what are people watching? Like, I don't know. Your hardcore fans who like Zelda are probably more prone to watch anime than they are a live action thing. And I'm, I'm not saying that this needs to be an anime, but I do think it could be an animated movie and still be very serious. Take something like Puss in Boots, for example, right. was a it was a kids movie. Well, okay, I don't like using the term kids movie. It was a family movie, mm-hmm. and it had a lot more serious elements in it, but was still enjoyable to kids. And I think you could do something like that with Zelda. It doesn't have to be live action just to get the more serious tone across. I also like, yeah, I've never been one to say like, yeah, let's do live action. You know what? Nintendo franchise would be really cool in live action is Metroid. Like that's one I could get behind because she's wearing a helmet the whole time. Right. And like that's like just do kinda like early days of Marvel where they just put Robert Downey Jr. in an Iron Man suit and then did everything practically. I think that would look really cool for it's a Metroid. It's also hard because studios talk about making live action shows as if every time you do live action it's profitable. Like they tried to do a Halo show that went horribly wrong and it was live action. And I'm not saying the Halo would have been better if it was animated, but don't don't assume because it's not animated that you have a safety net of like, oh, people will go see it. Because I think there is kind of, you know, I would understand from a studio's perspective of like, we don't want to feel like, make the audience feel alienated for because it's animated. Of like, oh, I don't want to go see an animated movie. I would understand that perspective if a live action movie was more secure but it's not. It's almost less secure because we have so many more things to freaking compare it to. Right. And so it's going, like, if it's going to bomb, at least try to make it, like, true to the story, that what the story needs. That's exactly. kind of my, th- that's a big issue I have with it. And also. they're talking like it's secure. Here's the thing, is I feel like it's a lot easier to excuse a voice in an animated movie than it is to excuse an actor in, an, in a mm-hmm. live action movie. Because, like. Right. If they pick a bad actor for Link in, a, in an animated movie where it's just the mm-hmm. voice. Okay, I can excuse that because it's right. a voice. Like, it's voice acting. Like, I don't have voice to stare at your whatever. face. But, the animation, but if they pick well, like, Tom the Holland crisp, for know. the live-action Zelda movie, I have to stare at Tom Holland's face for an yeah. hour and a half to two hours. And i like yeah. constantly reminded, like, that's why they would never pick Chris Pratt for a live-action Mario movie, but that's right. why they picked him for the animated ones because right. we also have to factor in that Actors do so much now that it's very hard to not see them in a role. Like you see Chris Pratt yep. and you think, what's his name? Star Lord. Parks and Rec. Star Parks and Rec. Jurassic World. Like uh-huh. you think all of these other things and it's and it kind of takes you out. Or like Chris Evans, mm-hmm. you think Captain America, Robert Downey Jr., you think Iron Man, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Like whereas animation, if they're a good voice actor, you won't be as distracted mm-hmm. by the fact that, oh, it's this person playing this character. So, right, like I can watch Steve Carell voice a character in an animated movie, and while in my brain I know it's Steve Carell, I'm not thinking, oh, that's Michael Scott, like right. this and that, where if I see him in a, in a live-action role, 
I really do connect it to my favorite Steve Carell character. Oh, that's Michael Scott. Oh, that's Michael Scott. So I think that's a good point. And this whole movie, and this is most movies, it will come down to who's writing it, who's directing it, who's acting in it, and how much how much uh, helicopter parenting is Nintendo going to do. My theory is Nintendo's going to do a whole lot of helicopter parenting on this movie because that's what they did with the Mario movie, and that's what they did when they tried to make a Zelda show with Netflix and it got leaked, and they said, well, if you're going to leak stuff, then we don't want to work with you. I'm pretty sure the and last so, Zelda project was live action. Like, they've, was it they've not, was gone it not down the live action. No, I'm pretty sure it was live Interesting. action. They've gone down this live like action that. train before, and it didn't get very far. You know what this means? So is we need to watch the original Zelda cartoon. I think we should. And then absolutely, I you think know, we should do a little video on that. So anyway, anywho, I'm done talking. Piece, Go. Final piece of news. This one will be quicker. Is that the Taylor Swift Eras Tour is coming to theaters, and not only is it coming to theaters, it's demolishing ticket sale records. And it broke the rail for broke the record for most pre-sale ticket sales in 24 hours, because it made 26 million dollars in 24 hours for ticket sale. The only other movie that has come close was No Way Home, which did 16 million dollars. The Taylor Swift Eras Tour sold 10 million more dollars in pre-sale than No Way Home, the like most hype movie of our generation. Like, how do we feel? Like, I, because, you know, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I went to the Eras Tour. I kid you not. Nick had to drive me home at 2 a.m. because we couldn't get a ride. I did. And so it, like, on my this birthday of all days, right? By on the way. your birthday, which was a horrible friend move for me, but you're such a, such a ride. I warned you and you didn't listen. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When we say ride or die, it's either I ride with Nick, I get a ride from Nick, or I die. <laughs> yeah, That's correct. what this means. So this is not coming out of hate from Taylor Swift. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Um, this is coming out of a moral question I have of, does this count? Because this is a concert film. This is not a storyteller thing and you know you could argue like well you know a lot of work went into the concert to tell a narrative and a story and you know she's very story focused and a lot of people worked behind the scenes on that and I'm sure that the concert film was directed very well and edited very well and looks incredible I don't doubt that at all I just don't and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be in theaters because I think it's cool because the tickets were very expensive and, you know, timing was awkward. So many people wanted to go see that. They're like, this is kind of your alternative. Like, if you don't want to pay $100 for a ticket, pay 20 bucks, go see it in the theater. You know, it's not the same experience, but it's close. And I think that's a good idea. I just don't like that we're treating this like a movie. Because it's not a movie. This is something completely different. Don't demoralize cinema for the Taylor Swift Eras tour. Coming from a Taylor Swift fan, don't do that. Don't don't lower the bar of what can break theater records. Because, yes, this is a theater ticket sales, but this doesn't freaking count because it's not a movie. And so, I don't know, that's bothered me. And it's brought up a lot of 
ethical questions that I have not really thought about because like special event theater showings have been around for a while, but this is the only one that is big enough to actually like get people's attention. So I don't really know how I feel about it. If you have anything to add, feel free. I just kind of, I'm just kind of sad that this is where we're at. And I think strikes have to do with this too, is we're like, Please, something something that will do well in the theater. Please something. just put it out there. Put something on so. the screen. We gotta we gotta show something. Um, I don't have a ton to add. I do think it's really weird that it's being counted with ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: is it's there's another comparison I can make, but I won't. Um, because it's like this thing that's pretending to be a movie is like that is now masquerading as a movie mm-hmm. is setting the 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 record very high so that an actual movie will never be able to break that record again. Right. And it's like, that's not fair to movies because mm-hmm. movies have their own category for a reason because they, they can only do so much. So that's why you yeah. put different like concert performances. And I'm not saying putting in a theater is wrong. Put whatever you want in a movie right. theater. I'm just saying don't count those ticket sales as movie ticket sales. Now, mm-hmm. maybe if we weren't on strike, that would be different because there'd be mm-hmm. movies out and people would be like, well, we have this movie and this movie and this movie coming out. Uh, and, you know, that's what we're going to watch. And that's what we're going to talk about ticket sales for. But it kind of looks like this is the only thing we exactly. have going for theaters, which, you know, I mean, it kind of, we've got some, we got some stuff coming out, but, Based on the movie we saw that we're going to talk about here in a minute, you know we're not we're not kind of in great. That, we're kind of in that drought for the theater year, and you know right as you know right as air quote theaters are back, which you know we've been saying theaters are back for freaking two years. It's frustrating, but you know theaters, theaters are back, back yet they're not. And now we're on strike because we have nothing like, to put in theaters. Right. And so it's like, yeah, theaters are back, but also please, for the love of God, make something good to put in the theater. (laughs) And I kind of, I do, I will say, that being said, I kind of want the popcorn bucket that says the air is tour. No. Just so that I can be that annoying punk with the the air is tour popcorn bucket. (laughs) No. It'd be so funny. Granted, positive side of this, I think this is probably really good for local movie theater economy. Just to have, like, you know, a banger in a dry season. Well, but I mean, the U.S. government did, like, give Taylor Swift credit for stimulating the U.S. economy mm-hmm. because right. of her tour. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great for the economy. I don't like that one person has that much power, though. Right. It's like, oh, Taylor Swift is not our savior. <laughs> like, because Taylor Swift could turn around and be like, all right, now tank the U.S. economy. And right. The and we're like, would be like, whatever you say, queen. And then, yeah. boom. Economy is Boom. gone. Economy gone. What if you yeah. wanted to have an economy, but Taylor Swift? But Taylor said Swift no. said no. <laughs> Anywho, that's that's what's up. I think it's interesting. That's the movie news. Moving into the main topic, we watched the hypest, hypest movie franchise of no. ever of all time. No. Tbh. No, no, no. Don't even. I don't, don't think even, no. They're Stop. like don't Marvel who. Marvel who? Don't I think don't lie to me. When I think of iconic movie trilogies, I think Christopher Cars. Nolan's Batman. I think Iron Man. I think Cars. 
Star Wars? I think Star Wars. But and a, but above all of these, I think my big fat Greek wedding, TBH. I can't believe you convinced me to do this episode. I genuinely So here's the thing. Jackson comes to me like two weeks ago. Yeah. And is like, so we have an open spot in September. What if we did an episode on my big fat Greek wedding? Because the new one's coming uh-huh. out and we can go see it and like we can do an episode. And I was like, He's like, no. that's stupid. I don't that's know. That's cringe. That's dumb. <laughs> Like three days passes, and he's like, "But what if we did?" And I was like, "Okay, fine. okay, fine. <laughs> Let's do it." What else are we gonna cover? Like, there's nothing else, right? Exactly. Like, we gotta we uh, we obviously you know, have to wait until Ahsoka ends to do our episode. Right. So, and TBH, I just wanted to go to the movie theater, and this was the only thing that was coming out that I cared about. It was like, bro, I, I wasn't planning on going to see it at any point in time <laughs> for any reason. Had you seen? Have you seen? any of these movies nope. before we did this nope none okay not a one i knew they existed like i yeah. knew i knew there was at least one i didn't know that there was two and now three let alone three i which i have thoughts i have but... some thoughts i watched the first one one time in middle school because my granny wow. made us watch it um she was like this is such a good movie and she said and i'll never forget this she said, this movie will either make you say, thank God I'm not Greek, or make you wish you were Greek. Okay. And no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. True. Let her cook. Right. <laughs> I, I wish I was Greek. Right. Because that's the exactly. one thing coming out of all, like, all three movies. Like, yeah, the last one's a little campy. Uh-huh. Not the best one. I personally think the second one is the best one, but we'll get to mm-hmm. that. I, I'll be honest. I look at the way the family operates and compare it to how the family operates now. Like, the difference in standard American family culture versus the Greek family culture. And I'm like, man, I mean, it's a little awkward at times. Right. But I kind of wish we were more like that. Like, the family lived close together. We all had each other's backs when something went Mm -hmm. wrong. Like, we were just that, like, close. And I I do kind of wish we had that culture a little more. And I think... The dad could have definitely loosened up on the whole, right. like, you got to marry Greek. I mean, I get it. It was, like, that is that how their the culture joke. works. But yeah. I and that's I would culture. imagine a lot of that was played up for, the, like, the joke of right. the movie. Right. So I get that. But I also understand, like, when you do keep it in your culture, you don't have to worry about, like, anything getting changed. Mm-hmm. So I understand that part. Right. Man. That is... I was watching the movie with my mom, and she was like, what if we move to Greece? And I was like, did they speak English there? Uh, and she was like, no. kind of. And I was like, um, I don't know. Let me think about that She's one. like, you know where else they do it? Italy. You want to move to Italy? <laughs> and I was like, um, no. no. And she was like, you want to move to France? And I was like, um, I don't want to move to anywhere in Europe. Thank you very I much. I want to stay here in America. It's an inferior country. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, Europe's not a country; it's a continent. Right. Um, sorry, I was speaking more strictly about the UK. Oh, my bad. Um, what a bunch of losers! <laughs> because America will always be superior to the UK, because at least we didn't lose a revolutionary war, despite being the leading military power at the time, to a bunch of farmers. Okay. It's that's not a, you. That's a massive L, and that's what. Oh, I had a really good comeback. It's not you. It's us there's a word 
that the British spell with two L's that we don't. Um, oh. I don't remember what it was, though. It'll Someone come to you. Someone pointed out in the comments. It, anyway, the joke was, like, they spell this word with two L's because they got the extra one from the Revolutionary <laughs> War. Um, that's anyway, good. That's, that's me good. being an American nationalist out of the way. Uh, Continue. That's good. Yeah, so, you know, we have these three movies. We can just go one by one. Overall, my personal favorite is the first one. And here's my diagnosis, is the first movie is a loving rom-com. Really funny, really sweet. It's really just a sweet movie. And like we talked about, it just I really appreciate the kind of consistent family value throughout this entire movie. And I also really appreciate, and this is going to sound really basic, but I liked that the main guy, her, her husband, was actually a good guy. Because... In all of these, like, rom-coms and, you know, like, romantic, like, subplot, whatever, the the main guy is usually insufferable and, like, actually kind of toxic. But in this movie, he, like, dealt with her family, like, really Crazy well. Crazy family. Their family's insane. But I also, like, you know, like you said, there is a, there is a boundary that has been crossed in this movie. That's the point. That's kind of the joke is, you know, they don't have boundaries. But it's also like, at the end of the day, they all just really loved each other. And he was in on that. And they, you know, they eventually, like, even after, like, getting over their cultural differences, like, he, they loved him, too. And he loved them. And even through all that, there was never a point where they were going to break up or they weren't going to work. And even in like movies I really love, like, you know, father of the bride and like whatever, there's always a conflict between the married couple. When you do comedies like this, where someone's getting married, but a third party doesn't like who's getting married. It always Mm -hmm. like weighs on that couple's relationship. But in this movie, he's just a really solid guy and the conflict is just with the family. They're like rock tight. They're rock solid. And so it's like, I really appreciated that about this movie. That they're actually a really sweet couple with just some family issues to work out. And I did, and I we've been talking about this a lot recently on the show, is I feel like this is one of those simple movies that isn't like trying to push anything, whatever. It's just like, this is a funny, sweet, simple movie And you could make a case and be like, it's making fun of this culture, this, that. But, like, it's not about that. Like, the tone of this movie for me is very, like, this is just a sweet, fun relationship movie. And I really appreciate those movies. And we don't see enough of them anymore. And, you know, I'll be honest, spoiler alert, the third one is not very good. It's not. No. But. Regardless, I enjoy seeing those simple movies in the theater because theater experience nowadays is more of like the high action epic movie, this and that. And so just seeing really calm, sweet movies in theaters is a completely different experience. And I really appreciate those experiences because they're pretty rare. Um, And I just miss good rom-coms. Like what happened to good rom-coms? You know where all the good rom-coms are at? Where? You know... I'm not going to say you're wrong, 
No, I'm I'm cooking. <laughs> okay, let him cook. You want that good, like entertaining rom com mm -hmm. anime? Easy. That's why I've watched. Hold on. Oh, I mean, gosh. by the way, the word I was thinking of is canceled. <laughs> has two L's in the UK, but only one here because we don't take that extra L. We handed it to the British because um, we won the Revolutionary War. Yes, I've watched thirty romance anime. By the way, wow. Okay, um, everything past number fifteen is pretty mid because that's halfway through the list. Um, but everything like one through fifteen, solid because like number one, Love Is War. Of course, iconic. So I'm just saying, that's what you're looking for. Watch more anime. Mm. Anyway, interesting. I, I agree with what you're saying, and I'll just be quite candid with everyone. I don't have a ton to say about these movies, mm -hmm. because usually when I have a lot to say about a movie, it's because I either really liked it or really hated it. Mm -hmm. And this just kind of fell somewhere in the middle, where I felt entertained. Like you said, I didn't feel like they were pushing anything, or like there was some grander agenda other than maybe just to be Greek. Um <laughs> But even then, I don't know. You could argue Americans make that with, like, I don't know, Top Gun Maverick, where they're yeah. like, I don't know, just be American. So that, ooh, that's to be expected. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. I really enjoyed the first one a lot more than I thought I was going to. I yeah. thought it was going to be this, like, kind of dumb mm -hmm. rom-com that my mom wanted to watch and you wanted to watch for the podcast. And I went into it like, oh, I'm just watching this for the podcast. And then by the time I got to the second and third one, I was like, okay, well, now I kind of want to see where this is going. Yeah. Like, I'm invested now. So I I do agree with what you're saying about the guy mm -hmm. and, like, just being a good guy. Because that's really, if you're worth anything as a guy mm -hmm. who's getting in a relationship, that's how you should be. Is You shouldn't be so, like, well, you should get rid of your family because they don't right. like me. You should be like, no, how can I... How can I bridge the gap mm -hmm. and resolve this issue so that we can all be happy? And I thought it was great that he made a genuine effort to learn about their culture oh, yeah. and get into it and like learn Greek. Like by the second and third movie, he was speaking Greek. Right. Like that was a really nice thing of like, yeah, he he loves her so much that he's willing to do these things that mm -hmm. he wouldn't normally do sacrificial outside love. the context of their relationship. Right. That's great. It's great. Good for him. I think Other than that, I don't have a ton to say about the first movie. Yeah. First He's movie, uh, I don't know. I'm back and forth on if the first or the second one was funnier. I think... The second one. I think Easy. the second one is more unhinged. I think the second one is funnier. I think the first one is sweeter. So the first one is a rom-com. The second one is like a family comedy. And then the third one is just an existential crisis. The I guess. third one is just, I would say that it was just, it's just a Greek beauty vibe movie, but it wasn't directed well enough to be a good vibe. So <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. I don't know what to call the third one. <laughs> um, the third one is we wanted to make a third one, but it's been 21 years since yeah. the first one came out. So no so, one wanted to film more than 10 minutes. <laughs> the dad is dead. The mom has Alzheimer's. She's on the way out. <laughs> or no, she has Sorry. dementia. Spoilers the for other. the for my big fat Greek wedding, uh, but duh, and I don't think you care. So <laughs> It's it's one of those movies like it's not you know, it doesn't do much for you if it's right. spoiled. Uh, if we're just going to talk about 
the movies. Right. Right. Let me tell you something I didn't like. Okay. Is and maybe this was like, oh, we're doing this so that. Well, actually, no, I can't say they were, they did this to undermine the point. Because mm-hmm. the whole point of the first movie is like Tula doesn't marry someone who's Greek, mm-hmm. and that's like the big. Whoa, plot that's the shifter. conflict. Yeah. The the conflict in the second one is that you find out her parents aren't actually married, which the mom throws a really big fuss about. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I just. I don't, I'm not a woman, right? <laughs> so I don't get it. Like, I understand a woman's whole thing is like, they live for their wedding day. And it's such a big deal, right? But to me, as a guy, yeah. which maybe this furthers the point <laughs> made the in movie, the movie, right? is I didn't get it. I was like, I don't get it. I don't, you why? guys have been together. <laughs> You've slept together. You've had kids. Yeah. You've lived a life to, like you've yeah. built a life together for the last fifty years. But you're gonna hang up your cape on the fact that a paper wasn't signed. <laughs> and now you're like, well, I'm not gonna do anything unless you propose to me. And then right. I was, like, I was right there with the like, dad. What? I was like, what? What? I. What do you mean? Every good story starts with I'm not a woman, right? But <laughs> I'm not a woman. But <laughs> I, I, I did really like when he got really honest with Tula mm-hmm. and was like, I can't sleep without her there. And like, especially cause that came after all of the showboating and the stubbornness, the stubbornness. of like, well, I'm not going to do mm-hmm. it. Cause she's not going to blah, blah, blah. And then he like does get really honest with her. Is like, I don't like sleeping on the couch. She actually does do a lot for me mm-hmm. and like acknowledges all of these things because it and humanizes think, her dad because he's yeah, kind of the villain in a sense. Absolutely. Um, so I did like that. This movie did lean into like the the reality behind traditional gender mm-hmm. roles, where like the dad is supposed to be the one who provides and works and all that, and then the mom is the one who takes care of the kids and takes care of the house and runs everything behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's like when she stops doing those things, you understand how much women actually do, right? And I think that can go unappreciated mm-hmm. sometimes. Of like. Everyone makes it a joke, like, oh, yeah, get back to the kitchen. Like, okay, right. but if they do cook for you, like, I don't know, that's that's really right. nice. Because like, the mom in this movie was a really, really good mom. Like, she right. was actually, like, not not saying that, like, being a good mom means you cook good food. No, she was a good mom because she cared very dearly about her children. And even when the dad was super stubborn in this, she was honest with her kids and was like, hey... I'm on your side, this and that, and, like, this and that. And, like, she she was a good mom. And so it, it was way more than... I think the second movie did a good job of that. And it wasn't, like... Because in the first movie, that's kind of the joke, is, like, oh, she's she's the Greek mom that has to cook for everyone. And it's, like, yeah, that's, you know, that's funny and that's good. But the second one really was, like... Yeah, she does that, and we really appreciate her. And that was like, oh, right. that's tender. Especially as, like, I can relate, because, like, every weekend my mom invites a ton of people over and always cooks for everyone, and it's super sweet. And it's like, yeah, we appreciate that very dearly. Mm-hmm. So I I agree. I liked that aspect. <laughs> and there's all the small stuff of, like, she cooks, she cleans, does the mm-hmm. laundry, takes care of the kids. Like, as someone who works all day, Mm-hmm. I 
if I were in that position to come home and all of those things are done because my wife did all of that, I would be very appreciative right. because that means I don't have to do it when I get home. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a, oh, you, you like you have to do this. This is right. your Submit. role. It's like yeah. you do mm-hmm. it because that's your role and you do care about your family and the well-being mm-hmm. of the household and like all of those things. Because right. let's be honest. Yes, working is very important, but I would argue taking care of the household is more important mm-hmm. because that's where all of the important stuff happens. Right. You go out and work and you make money, yes, to support the household, but if you've got a really poorly run household, then like everything's yeah. kind of out of whack. I did yeah. think it was really funny when Tula wanted to go like do the computer classes and her dad said no, and her mom was like, he may be the head, but I'm the neck, and the neck turns the head. And I was like, yeah, that... That's, That's actually pretty so accurate. So based. Uh, that was really funny. Because <laughs> here's the thing. If I had a wife, mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking. If in theory. <laughs> and I didn't want to do something, but then she came and said, you should do this. I'd be like, no, you make a good point. That's sure, let's point. do that thing. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, like that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. This is overall, the overarching theme is like family in all these movies. And... So the second one Yo, is more Fast and the Furious, My Big Fat Greek Wedding crossover win. Yo, oh, it's all about anyway. Family. Continue. Sorry, I didn't know you're good. You. That was really funny. Um, the second one is more about her daughter, and her daughter frustrated me a little bit just because like the angsty teen character doesn't work for me. I'm always kind of like, all right, Your somebody put this dumb. It's like put this kid in her place. Like somebody, somebody like discipline their kid over here. I get it. Your granddad's like, you need to marry a Greek boy. Right. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like that's but also that's gross. <laughs> calm down. You're like, I don't know, seventeen. Right. I think because she's go, about to go to college. Go go crush on Alex Wolf for a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, stop. Is that who the guy was? Yeah, that was the guy. Was. Alex Wolf from Oh, oh, I totally forgot. I yeah. was trying to get there and then I got distracted with a totally like a really great subtangent. Yeah. The thing I didn't like is that like they set up Tula to be like, oh, she's not gonna marry a Greek guy. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like that was the direction they were going with her daughter of like, well, I don't want to marry a Greek guy because I want right. to branch out. And like they were trying to make that okay. Right. And I get that. Because if you have her marry a Greek guy, it kind of just reinforces, unless, unless, because the thing they did try to set up was, like, all of the Greek guys are kind of trashy, or, like, they're not good, and that feels very disingenuous to an entire culture, when there are plenty of good Greek guys in the family. So it's like, I thought it was great that by the end of the movie, she found that guy, and he was Greek, Um, and... I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, look at that. A very well-dressed, very (laughs) nice Greek boy. Very handsome. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. They work. Go for it. And then the third movie, he's gone. He's gone. And then she starts falling for- Replaced with a different Greek guy. Falling for freaking Aristotle, which is a crap name, by the way. Like, what? Uh, It's Greek. What on earth? Did you know that? Give me a word. Any word. And I'll show you how the root of that word (laughs) is Greek. That is such a funny running bit. But, yeah, I think it's interesting because I think the story was more of, like, the daughter feels left out because she's, like, half Greek. And so she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't want to be Greek. 
and it's like the angsty teen classic like i want a different life this isn't my dream dad it's your dream but i also feel like she like finding that greek boy and like they could relate about their families like that was really what she needed of like oh i'm not alone and like we can relate about this which is what makes me so sad that he was wasn't in the third one granted i think alex wolt's career has kind of gone a lot further since my big fat greek wedding too what has he done huh what has he done he's in jumanji he's in hereditary he was in old which he he mainly does horror movies um so really the only other thing i've seen him in is jumanji well uh, my big fact Greek wedding three could be described as a horror movie depending <laughs> on how you look at it so yeah so the third one not great. there was not okay it bothers me that all the movies are centered around a wedding when that really felt like a subplot of the third one yeah, the third one was like, not about a wedding. It wasn't even a Greek wedding. No. I mean, it was, but it was like... It was like, not really. And they, they not may really? Have, like, they may have like written themselves into a corner with the title, and it was like, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. No, it was like no, every... no, no, no. They set it up perfectly in the second movie. It could be their daughter's wedding, and then that's the right. end. Yeah, you and then you've have got every all three generation. generations had a wedding. you got the parents in no, the second right. one, Tula in the first one, and then her kid in the third one. Bada bing, bada boom. I thought that's where they were going to go. And I kind of, at, at first I wasn't too thrilled about her parents realizing they weren't actually married. I was like, all right, you're looking for an excuse to do another wedding. But I was also like, oh, I need to lower my expectations of this movie. This is like, this is like just a funny, like. Don't think about it. It's like, it's not that deep, bro. Just, they just need another wedding. And so I made my peace with that. The third one though, it wasn't even like. There wasn't even like a payoff because the characters that got married were new characters that had no depth and I didn't care about them like at all. I didn't really get and I couldn't get super invested in the whole like that guy's dad, who by the way is a secret brother yeah. of Tula and Nick. Um so that that was weird. Yeah, they were like the forbidden lovers, but like not in a well-written way. It was just like, yeah, you can't be together because, and it's like, oh. And then okay. he went to America and met your mom and yeah. did blah blah. And it's like, anyway, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't get behind that dad being like, you can't marry her. She's not Greek. And I was like, oh, it's almost like we've done this song and dance before. Yeah. Except instead of the girl being a guy who's just a white guy. She's like, what was she, Syrian, I think? I think so, um, yes. And I'm like, I mean, dude, it's 2023. Let it go. Right. Like, like I don't know. We've done this song and dance before, and yeah. now we're doing it again. Yeah. I, this movie, the third one still didn't feel too agenda-y to me, though. Like, they had some, like, ideals I that I didn't know. fully agree with. But it was all, like, I never felt like I was being forced to accept stuff. So, I, I was one, okay that with that. That one cousin was kind of sussing me out. <laughs> I not, don't know. Not Joey Fatone being gay in the second no, one. No, 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 Not him. The one- Which one? Who was like the mayor. Oh, the mayor? That one. Oh, well, yeah. I could never get a read on that one. Oh, like, and that was kind of bothering me. I was like, here's the thing. Joey Fatone, that's one thing. Sure, go for it. Like, what do you mean at you least could you're not open get a read? She was 
gay. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was the thing is I couldn't get a read on if it was like a gay or a non-binary thing. And yeah. I, I was just confused the whole movie and I was like, this doesn't need to be here. It was kind of like, like it I could be very simple. You don't I, have to overcomplicate. I didn't feel like it was super necessary to the plot. It didn't, but I was also kind of like, Whatever. Funny like is, I don't, I don't care. think Joey Fatone is gay in real life. No, he's so, definitely like, that was not. actual <laughs> acting. <laughs> so oh, that was really wait, funny. Was Joey Fatone the gay one? I don't um, know. Um, no, actually, no, I don't because that was Nick. Joey Fatone was um, the Joey Fatone was the one that has the wife that dresses super scampy. No, right? Was Nick Joey the gay Fatone one? was the? No, you're right. It is Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone was the gay one? Yes. Dude, that is one thing I will say about this movie. Because that was not... his sister who dressed really Oh, you're right. Scabby. They weren't married. That is what they I'll were say cousins. about this movie. Or not cousins. I, they were siblings. I cannot keep up with the characters. There's so many freaking characters, and I understand that's the point, but, man, it's hard to keep up with, and I don't know anyone's names. <laughs> so man, I wish I was... El- How do I say his name? I wish I was... Hold on. <laughs> Homeschool. Okay, I wish I was Elliot. Hold on. Oh my gosh, he cannot read this freaking word. Okay, I wish I was Elias. Cat Canva Cat. <laughs> the guy who plays Aristotle. <laughs> wish I was him. So I could be with Paris Miller. That'd be cool. Anyway, <laughs> it's a really long-winded way of getting that. Just say across. Aristotle. <laughs> I was trying to be the act. I was trying to be nice. You know. Also, I, you know, this <laughs> was really weird to me. Okay. okay. But I thought it was funny. So Tom Hanks has a producer credit on this. Movie. Yeah, he does, and so does his wife. Do you know where they both just got citizenship to? What? Greece. They For both real? just became citizens of Greece. There's huh? a specific reason why that I won't say on the podcast. You can do your own research if you want to find out. Or I'm sorry, there's like a conspiracy theory as to oh. why they're now citizens of Greece. And I'll explain it to you after. But I thought it was really funny. I was like, so did they <laughs> become producers on this movie? So that when they apply to be citizens of Greece, they'd be like, Yeah, we yeah, know we, we did know so about much the Greek. For tourism here, guys. Like we know yeah, it's we, uh... <laughs> We produced three My Big Fat Greek Wedding movies. It's like the equivalent of a weeb being like, hey, I watch anime, so I know about Japan. Right. Yeah. Like, let's um, go to the Nintendo Museum. You should let me be a Japanese citizen. <laughs> I play Nintendo yeah. games. I'm Japanese. Yeah. Like, mm. it's, yeah. The So the third one is definitely my least favorite. Sorry. The sun. I'm going to do something. The sun keeps moving, and I keep having to adjust my ISO. I'm closing the freaking curtains. Wow, it's almost like I close my curtains every time so that I don't have to deal with that. Because it's like you can control your lighting. Wow, Whoa. that's crazy. Who is going to tell me that? Me, anyway, just now. Um So, anyway, the um what was I saying? I don't know. I was saying something really good and I can't I worked remember today what it was. and I'm so tired. I so, genuinely don't remember. So the third one, obviously my least favorite, just not, not super strong, um, but I think, like <laughs> not even in the, what? I'm sorry. 
What? This probably isn't. <laughs> what? This probably isn't that funny. <laughs> but it's really funny to me. So, <laughs> you know how Paris is a brunette in the second movie? Yeah. And, and she's like really thing. smart. Yeah. And she gets in all these colleges. Well, she's a blonde in the third movie <laughs> and, and failed her first year of college. What did they mean by this? Are they trying to say that blondes are dumb? No. She got dumb blonde <laughs> syndrome. Oh, no. Oh, guys, we have to heal DBS. <laughs> That's really funny. It's not that funny, but that. I... Dude. It just came to me. I was like, "Oh, I don't think I don't know if I liked her like failing college in the first in that movie." Like I was like, "That's not her." I thought she was super smart. Like what yeah, happened? She was super smart. Where did all the brains go? Well, she became blonde. Oh, that she became it. blonde. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and it it also like frustrated me a little bit because the whole point of the second movie was that they learned to accept that she was going to college away from home. And then they never really went in on that. And then in the third movie, they made it almost seem like that was a bad decision. Because right. it was like, oh, if we could have just been there, then it's like, whoa, hold on. The entire second movie was about how they want, they need to, to learn boundaries and not be like, and be more okay with her leaving and then they just completely undid that by making it look like a bad decision. And I did not right. like that. I also just think that it was just directed really poorly. I don't think it looked good. For a, I, I'm shocked. How do you film a movie in Greece that doesn't really look that great? Like the I mean, scenery. It made me want to go to Greece. It made me want to go to Greece, which is great for Greek tourism. And I think like Greece looked great. But you could have composed it a lot better to really, like, m just elevate that. Because when you have, and a lot of people, a lot of photographers, a lot of people, like, f learn this the hard way, is a gorgeous setting does not equal a gorgeous shot. Right. And so, like, you need to still think about your rules of composition. And, like, s you still need a good director to elevate that. That's why, like, gorgeous nature movies, like, you know... The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Like, gorgeous shots of, like, Iceland. But you're like... Or Greenland? I don't know. Some, somewhere like that. But, like, they're not just, oh, here's Greenland, here's Iceland, you know, whatever. It's like, no, we're carefully crafting shots in Greenland to elevate, the like, God's natural beauty. What I really right. don't feel like this was the intention in the third movie. It was like, oh, we're in Greece, it's pretty, it'll look good. I was like, no, like the, if you're going to do a Grease vibe movie, make it look good. So I don't know. I also think, and I need to know if you noticed this too, whoever edited this movie needs to be hung by their thumbs. This, the Whoa. editing of this movie is atrocious. I wasn't going to point out the editing. I was going to, there were certain things about the third one where I was like, should we do it that way? Like, yeah. the scene at the very end where they're, like, burying the dad's ashes or whatever, mm -hmm. I swear I couldn't tell a difference between that scene and just watching a black 
right. screen. It was so freaking dark. And for why? Like, they did the whole moonlight through the ashes type thing. I was like, mm-hmm. what? It's not that deep, bro. Like, <laughs> um, Did you also... I, did it look like some of the shots were pulled from, like, 2002 B-roll? Like, yeah. there were some shots, yeah. particularly in the beginning when they were in Chicago, Dude. where yes. it looked like it was shot on a like actual film camera but not a good mm-hmm. quality film camera because it felt like I was watching a movie from 2002 yeah and that was the time period it was set in but then you watch Tula pull out the brand new iPhone 14 right. or whatever like, was out at the time of them filming minute. or like somebody pulled out a very clearly brand new iPad mini mm-hmm. and I was like, and like um here's hard what pass. may have happened is they may have used the same Chicago shots from when it originally came out in 2003, which is, like, very possible. Also, the intro to the third one was atrocious. It was awful. They did a slideshow that was literally just screen caps from the other two movies. The music was pretty fire, though. Music was lit. I will. I love the music. The music music was great. The... Everything all else could have, I could. Live all these movies have great soundtracks, and when I went and saw the third one in theaters, we made a big deal out of it. We like got a group and like we ate tzatzikis before, which is like white people Greek food, but it was delicious. Um, we have a Greek restaurant here. I really like Euros, man. Is it authentic? Euros slap. Euros go Dude, hard. Euros are fire, and um, they're run by actual Greek guys. So I feel like okay. I understand so more them authentic. a little better now right. when I go in. <laughs> what? I just have this mental picture of you in this Greek restaurant. Like, I get it, guys. I saw all three <laughs> of my big fat Greek wedding movies. I, I get, get it. it, guys. I'm, I'm a little bit of Greek. a Greek myself. I'm basically Greek. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Attack on Titan. I'm Japanese. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you? What do you? What of it? Yeah. So it's just editing. Bad. Bad. I noticed three continuity errors in this Ew. Hollywood theater movie. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you whoa, not shoot whoa, a dialogue whoa, whoa, scene? Whoa, 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 okay. Let's back it up. This is not a Hollywood movie. This is <laughs> like the the gray area between indie film and Hollywood. Yeah. That's the gray area. B-tier Hollywood <laughs> movie. It's also very weird because I because of the strikes, I genuinely can't tell how much marketing is being done for right. all these movies? I'm like, like I just I don't know. <laughs> like like I, know. I never realized how big of a role actors played in right. the marketing of movies. Right. I'm pretty sure the I'm actors like, went yeah. on like Good Morning America. Did they not? I feel like they I don't did. Know. I don't think they can't. Maybe they were all like, "Well, we've made all three movies. Well, and we don't need to be in the like anymore." Point, you know. <laughs> so although I guess I don't know. It's weird if you. Like, under the rules of the strike, if you direct, write, and act in your own movie, can you still promote it as the director? Right. And not as the writer or actor? I don't know. It's so freaking complicated. Like, I, it's so, like, nitpicky. Like, tiny. Like you can do this, but a very similar thing, you can't do that. Like, heaven forbid. So, I don't right. know. It's very, very precise. But do you... I... I don't like the direction they took with the mom in the third movie. Oh, with like giving her dementia? Yeah. I thought that yeah, that just kind of made either. me sad. 
I was like, that didn't feel necessary at all. And I this think this felt like. Go ahead. Oh, go no. ahead. I think that my biggest, the way that I can sum up my problems with my big fat Greek wedding three, is that was a sentence. Wow. Um, <laughs> my biggest problem, all summed up, is the point of these movies. The joke was that there's like a hundred of them and they are comedically Greek and they're intense about it. And in the third one, they took like five of those hundred characters. Mind you, the least Greek of those like characters Mm -hmm. and essentially put them in a spot by themselves. Um, Okay, what's your argument there? I would say the Millers are the least Greek. Aristotle's the least Greek. I think the other ones get a pass. Okay, so like because to, the two ants were very Greek. Yeah, and those but they were, were the only other ones there. Right. So here's here's what I'm saying. The first one, you have like 10 cousins, like five aunts, the parents, uh their great-grandmother who is freaking hilarious by the way. Um their great-grandmother like all these cousins, all these siblings, all this, and they're all super Greek and it's super intense. And then the third one, it's Tula and her husband and their daughter who are like kind of teetering on like, they're not intensely Greek like the rest of them. Her brother who's like, you know, oh, I forgot he was Greek. There. He's Greek, but not like. He's Greek. No, he's Greek. He, he's Greek. Um, And then the ants who are very Greek and they're very funny. They're probably my favorite part of the movie. But it just, like, I feel like the main joke of the franchise was there's a ton of them and they're super Greek. And the third one, there wasn't a whole lot of them and they weren't super Greek. This feels like the Disney Channel special where they couldn't get all of the actors to sign up to go for the third one. So they found a very convenient way to exclude the people who couldn't go. No, you're so And right. that was by going to Greece. No, you're so right, And I right, think though. that is also why the wedding was not focused around, like, Paris mm-hmm. and someone else. Because they didn't have the whole family there. Right. And it would have felt even worse if they did it the way they did. And then mm-hmm. said, oh, by the way, Paris is getting married in Greece. And, and no one's there to see it. And then, yeah, and, like, the whole family's right. not there. Like, her grandmother's not there. Her aunt isn't there. Like, mm-hmm. all these other people aren't there. That would feel weird. That would feel disingenuine, yeah. So my thought was, if you couldn't get everyone on board, why make a third one? Yeah. Like, here's the question. Is the dad actually dead? I like, think he is, but I cannot, I've not confirmed that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ooh, whoa, ooh. Oh. According to Google, with 251 um, upvotes, reviews, 251 ratings, it's sitting at a 2.2%. I'm going to look at the Rotten Tomatoes. That's rough. Oh, yeah. Look at the Rotten Tomatoes score real um, quick. But um, where's the dad? Michael Constantine. Is he dead? Oh, he died in 2021. Okay. Okay, see, that checks out, though. Like, that that makes sense why he's right. not in the movie. That makes sense. I, it made sense that he wasn't in it, but I feel like they didn't have to do the mom so dirty. Right, like, like they didn't she's also there. have to handicap her. 
Right. Like, she's there. Like, use her and use her well. Let because her go. Why didn't she get to go to meet her husband's friends? Right. Because she had a pretty big part in it, TBH. Like, she was at home the whole time, but she had a big part. Okay, so the tomato score for My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, which, you wait, know, wait, tomato wait, score wait, has wait, no wait, bearing wait, in reality. Wait, wait, wait. Well, yeah, because we just found out that they all get paid they, off. You know. Um... They should have paid better people for this one. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go one at a time. Oh, you gotta look we at gotta all of them. Start with You're the so first right. one. You're so right. I'm opening the first one, the second one, the third one, and the TV show. Okay. Okay. Can I talk about the TV show real quick? Give a little context. So, right after my big fat Greek wedding uh, came out in 2003, was it three or two? I think it was 2002. 2002. When my big fat Greek wedding came out in 2002, it was a hit. And so CBS decided that after they get married, after Honeymoon, they would make a great sitcom. And so there is a seven-episode sitcom called My Big Fat Greek Life with some of the original cast. Uh, no, no. All the original cast. Except except the husband. <laughs> except for the fact that they, like, changed Tula's name from being Tula to... Now her name is Nia, which is yeah. like Nia Vardalos' name. Yeah. And then instead of Ian Miller, it's Thomas Miller, and he's played I, by Stephen Eckholt. Which is a completely different guy. Completely different and guy. So the show is so fascinating to me, and I only learned this because someone at work told me about it. I had no idea it even existed. And I cannot find it anywhere. It... There's like clips of promotions on YouTube, but no actual episodes. There's one or two like clips that are in like 240p. Uh, you can order like the DVDs on Amazon, but not they won't send to the United States. And so like apparently that you can watch it on Fubo, which is the shadiest streaming service I've ever seen. But no, it's, it's also counts. It also counts as a cable plan. So it's also $75 a month to subscribe at all. And they claim you can watch it there, but I don't think that's true. And so I'm on a mission to find this show. So if anyone has a DVD copy of My Big Fat Greek Life, all seven episodes, shoot me a DM because I'm trying to watch it. And if I get a copy of it, I'll make a YouTube video about it. So if you have a copy... Shoot me a DM at the Nerdiest Podcast, at the Glass Studios, whatever you need to do. Thank you very much. I'm oh. on the look. You know what? You know what I forgot from the first movie that I didn't appreciate? What? Was in the first part of the movie, they talk about how, like, for lack of a better word, ugly Tula is <laughs> and how unattractive yeah. she is. And that's you look, why she's You're getting single. old. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, okay. Puts up her hair, puts in contacts, and becomes, like, the most attractive person on yeah. screen? Like, excuse me. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's not that, how this works. That's an old trope, I think, is, like, like I don't, you, she I takes don't off like her that glasses trope. and she's beautiful. Like, oh, that's, yeah. That's a classic. The sitcom trope of, like, oh, my gosh, oh my you're gosh, a different person. You're beautiful now. <laughs> you're gorgeous. Glasses are ugly. Wow. Yeah. So Maybe that just comes anyway. from someone who wears glasses. Uh, um, you know, I always think people look better in glasses, but that's just me. Um, you know, cover your face. Your these retinas need a break. But you know, that's that's the history of my big fat Greek life, the show. 
It ran for seven episodes and actually started off with pretty high ratings. Had like some million people watch the premiere. And then just as the show went on, the ratings tanked and it just got canceled after the seventh episode. There is no review on Rotten Tomatoes aside from a critic consensus at a 0% of the honeymoon swiftly sours in My Big Fat Greek Life, which swaps the earthly charm or the earthy charm of its big screen predecessor for a derivative adherence to sitcom cliches. That sounds about right. That was a very articulate sitcom description for was probably the cringiest show you'd ever watch. Ooh. So. Man, am I actually going to side with Rotten Tomatoes critics? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Hit so, me with some scores. What do you, I want you to guess. What do you think for my big fat Greek wedding? The first one. <sighs> The critic score? Give me critic score, audience score. What do you think they are? Tell me and higher or lower. Actually, do you wanna do you wanna do prices right where you guess without going over? Sure. Okay. So, so critic this is score, the first movie. Can I say fifty five? Fifty five for critic score? Okay. Audience score. Eighty-five. Okay, so for critic score on My Big Factory Wedding, seventy-six, certified fresh. Okay. Okay. And then the audience score is a seventy-three percent. Oh, lower than so I expected. So the critics and the audience were actually they're, pretty, they're like, yeah, it's pretty in good. tune on this one. All right. Okay. My Big Fat Greek Wedding two. Is uh, this one? I'm, you said the first one is your favorite, right? First one's my favorite. Okay. I'm going to assume the critics didn't like the second one as much. Okay. So I'm going to say 45 for critics and like a 60 for audience. Okay. So for critics on My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, 27%. Wow. And audiences 27. were 52%. Wow. What do the critics have to say about this feels harsh. One? harsh. 27 feels really harsh. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 is, a sweet and harm- is as sweet and harmless as the original, but its collection of sitcom gags and stereotypes never coalesces into anything resembling a story with purpose. I would beg I to disagree. I disagree. I feel, like, I feel like it's not that deep, bro. That's kind it's of where really I'm at not. on that. What about You've the already, third have one? you already seen the scores for the third one? No. Okay, good. All right, go for it. Take a guess. Take a gander. Based on what we've said. For audience score. Yes. Or not audience score. For critics score on my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, let's say 25. And Critic then, score? Yeah. Okay. And then for audience, I feel like enough old ladies went and saw this, like, that they this would go well. I'm going to say 60. Okay. So on my big fat Greek wedding three, critic score is thirty percent. So you were pretty close. Okay, okay, I can respect and that. And then audience score is seventy two percent, which continues the high. trend this year of the critics and the audience completely score being very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting trend to follow across Rotten Tomatoes history, mm-hmm. where as time went on. 
the critics' voice and the audience voice has gotten very different. Yeah. And they're very like on polar ends of the spectrum now. It's very odd and very hard to find a modern day movie where critics and the audience are actually kind of in agreement. Mm-hmm. So, because like there's 3% off on the first movie. There's, I don't know, a solid like 20-ish percent, um, 25% mm-hmm. off on the second one between but even then that's really close and then here yeah. there's like a 40 42 gap between critics and audience which is so weird 70 i'd also like to say high. i don't know about that the poster for big fat greek wedding 3 is the worst of them it's because trash. they got rid of the whole like holding the family back yeah um, yeah what about consistency guys like yeah, that guys i don't know overall just just kind of wrapping up the first one's my favorite. The second one is fun. The third one is okay. Overall, I would recommend these movies if you hadn't seen them or if you have a friend that likes them. And I'm glad I watched them. And I would like, I think it was good to cover these because we want to cover a variety of movies. And I think it's kind of funny to be like, oh, this it's like a chick flick type movie. And I don't think we've really ever talked about the a movie like this on the podcast. So I think this was a good move. And I'm very happy, very happy to be here. Anything else to add before we wrap up? Wait. You're Googling very intensely. Hold on. <laughs> what is this? What's happening? So I found this thing. It's on Rotten Tomatoes. It's called... My Big Fat Greek Olympic Dream. Stop. Premiere date, August 1st, 2004. What is My this? Big Fat Greek Olympic Dream? I don't think this is related. Olympic Dream. Okay, wait. So I found a, TV a synopsis program. from BBC. Okay. As, as a teenager, Nimone... Metaxas, Metaxas had two dreams to become a radio DJ and to run the 400 meter at the Olympic Games. A decade on, she's a she she blah, blah, blah. she's achieved her first goal, hosting her own Radio One show five days a week. Can she prove she's fast enough and Greek enough to make it to Athens? This film follows Nimone over a year to find out. Dude, where can I watch this? What? Where can I watch this? It doesn't have any this? info at all. Where where can I watch this? Dude, this is so shady. What even is this? Wow. If anybody has any info, feel free to reach out to us. Twitter.com forward slash nerdiest pod. Instagram.com forward slash the nerdiest podcast. Speaking of which, what a a great segue. What a banger episode. Unless you have anything else to say. I don't. I'm good to go. Um, Well... If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, as I just mentioned, and you can do all of that with the links in the description in case you missed what I said. If you like what we do here and you want to support the show, you can check out our merch or join our Patreon to get some exclusive benefits, including a Mm -hmm. monthly bonus episode and behind-the-scenes content. If you're on our Patreon, one, you now have access to the Nerdiest After Show episode one. The second episode will be going up next week. So you might want to jump on. So you can have access to two bonus episodes. Two, Whoa, that's crazy. Two episodes. And 
I also put a little sneak peek up there of some of our October episodes. Ooh. Aside from Ahsoka. So if you want to know what's coming next month, definitely oh. want to jump on the oh. Patreon. How exciting. Speaking of which, I want to thank Bearded Mana for being a part of Nerdiest Max. Thank you for supporting thank the you, show sir. and everything we, we do here. We appreciate it. But if you're tight on cash, as we all tend to be, the best way to support us is by leaving a five-star review and sharing the show with a fellow nerd or someone who, you know, maybe your grandma or your mom or your aunt, someone who loves My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and you want to show them that, you know, even the cool kids are talking about their favorite not-soap opera movie. So, you know what's up? With, with that being said, we'll see you guys next episode to talk about more nerdy shenanigans in the future. I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Out. Uh, bye.